your word reigns supreme here. We thank you because heaven and earth will pass away, but not a jot of your word will pass unfulfilled. We thank you for the assurance of the fact that you told us, O oh God, that your word is yea and it is amen. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. That even when all that is happening out there in the world there and all of this, we are comforted by your word. That no evil will befall us. Nor any plague drawn out to any place. For with our eyes only we shall behold the reward of the wicked. A thousand shall fall by our side. And ten thousand by our right hand side. But it shall not come near us. Father, we thank you. Your, your word is yea. You say you will be with us. You will protect us. You will guide us. You say as the mountains are about Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. This evening we, we are confident that the unshaken rock of God is where we are hidden. Like the song says, we are hidden under the rock where Jehovah has kept us. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We give you praise. We exalt you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. I, I have come to start enjoying a lot of the Wednesday songs. Especially when you're an old Christian, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think for you and your husband, yes. There you go. Yes. Thank you. Uh, there we go. Uh, oh, okay. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Do you have one? You have one? Yes. Okay. Uh, I see. I have some. Went round. Okay, went round. Okay, thank you. All right. I, I wanted us to do a Bible study format because I have been having a lot of questions. You know, people have called, people have tried to listen. So I see. It's like a very interesting uh, topic. And um, so I want us to do a, a Bible study format where we are going to dig deep into the word itself, me just sharing and then asking you questions. And so Bible study format means everybody's going to participate. All right, we're all going to participate. That's why we have this, you know, handouts and, and, um, and all of that. But just as a way of recap, first Sunday we talked about uh, a call to abundance. And there's just one word I want to use to do that, is that, you know, God gives everything. If you're a Christian, you need to come to that point, and you believe that God gives everything. Everything is from God. All right? Um, the second Sunday, we talked about, you know, uh, stewardship. And if there's one word that I will use to, uh, to, to, to recommend that, is to, I mean, to sum that up, is that God owns everything. He does not only give everything, he owns everything. So first Sunday we talked about God gives everything. Second Sunday we talked about God owns everything. And this Sunday, by the grace of God, we are going to be looking at God deserves everything. So we are going from God gives everything, to God owns everything, to God deserves everything. 
All right? So, uh, but let's look at God owns everything. And we said the key word to that is what? Stewardship. That you are called to be a steward of what God owns. In other words, you, are, you agree in your mind that God, that you don't own anything. God owns everything and you're just his manager. You're managing his resources. All right? So, any, any question on that? Any contribution, any addition, subtraction? You know, because I obviously don't know everything. There are certain scriptures you might give, you might want to give and add to that. The fact that God owns everything and he has made us managers over his resource or the resources that he has made available for us. Because the truth is, if you don't know that God owns everything, God gives everything, God owns everything, God deserves everything, giving is going to be a challenge for you. It's going to be a challenge. You are going to, you know, you are going to, you are going to be challenged. When you, when you look at giving, it becomes a burden. All right? And that's why we're going all this route, to just make us see, so that we don't just say, okay, just give, 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 bring your money, and all of that, and things like that, and you give us all your money, we do whatever we want to do with it. I drive a Mercedes Benz, and you know what I mean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So what I'm just saying is, you know, we want you, we want you to give out of joy, because it's not normal. Like I said on Sunday, it's not normal. Giving out of joy is not a normal thing for a human being. It's not a normal. You have to, you know, you have to get yourself to that place. Yes, ma'am. Everything, yes. Everything. Yes. And um, when you give, you expect nothing in return. Exactly. So I've, I've learned to, I've learned that, you know, giving is out from your heart. heart. It's, 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 it's a heart issue. If you, Paul told them in the book of first, uh, Second Corinthians 8, he said they first of all gave themselves. Yeah. They first of all gave themselves. If you are not given, if you are not sold out, like we used to say in those days, if you are not sold out, for your things to, to, to go with it. Yeah, the Bible says where your heart is, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. So if you are not sold out, if you are not sold out, it's difficult. You know, for instance now, there are so many of us that are, that are just fretting about our 401k. Am I correct? Everybody's just afraid now. What's going to happen to the 401k? What's going on? You know why? You know why that is? Your treasure is there. How many of you are worried about properties in Dubai? <laughs> you know why? Your treasure is not there. So your heart is not there. You don't care whatever happens to the properties in Dubai. You don't care whatever happens to all those beachfront, uh, whatever, uh, lots in, in, in Florida. All those expenses. You don't care. Because your heart is not there. Because your, your treasure is not there. But if you have a 401k, yeah, you are worried. Right? If you have investment, if you invest in Wall Street, if you do all those things, you are worried. Why? Your heart, your treasure is there. And where your treasure is, your heart is also. So we want to, we just want to get all this and harness it and, 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 and help us to be able to get to a place where we can give. We can give with joy. We can give with common sense. It is what? It is a situation where you watch and you pray. You don't only pray alone. You watch and you pray. Some of the mistakes that we have made about giving and about money is that we have depended solely on faith. Let's just believe God. But many of us, many of us, we don't know that God increases capacities, right? And many of us, you know, have not been able to, to make full use of our one capacity. And we're believing God for five. How does that work? 
Because it was only the person that used, the person that had the additional five was the person that used his five. And he used it well. But too many of us just go, oh, let's just believe God. Let's just believe God. Let's yeah, there's a place for faith. But it has to do with whatever capacity that God has given to you, right? That you have, or whatever place you are right now. Because it says, in, in that parable, it said, it said what? It said, he distributed to them severally as their abilities. But the thing about God is that abilities increase. Abilities are not stagnant. Abilities increase. All right? But how, do, how does ability increase? Abilities increase when you are a proper manager, when you are a faithful steward of that which you have. And what does God do? He increases your abilities. Like I said again, and I'm going to repeat it. Do I believe that God gives you money? You know, when you, when you go and then you drop your money, you, you give, uh, everybody come and sow a seed. You sow a seed of, you know, uh, $50 and God gives you $1,000. Yes, it's possible. All things are possible. God can do it, but that's not the principle you can rely on. That's not, that's not how to live. If you look at all the patriarch in scriptures, none of them live like that. None of them live like that. All of them lived doing something. Whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it. All of them lived to do something. And God kept on increasing their capacity. And when God increases their capacity, they step up. As God increases their capacity, they step up. And that's what God wants to do with us. He wants us to understand money and look at money from that angle. So that we are not just going there. And that's why you see, he doesn't want us to be disappointed. We are always disappointed because, oh, you know, oh, Lord, confess, confess, do this and do that. But your heart is not agreeing with what your mouth is confessing because you don't have the capacity. All right? And what God actually does is increase our capacity. When he increases our capacity, then you can do more. You can get more. You can make more. Like we said last week, when the children of Israel left the wilderness, manna ceased. In other words, manna is not God's system. It's not, it's not God's approved system for us to enter into abundance. It's not manna. Manna is just for us to meet our needs. But that's not God's approved system. What did God do? He said, I blessed your land. Go till the land. I have blessed your land. I've given you a land that is flowing with milk and honey. If I go and test it and say that that land is good. So immediately they entered into, into uh, this thing. Immediately they entered into the promised land. Manna ceased. And you have to know, I want you to know that when they entered into the promised land, when manna ceased, they are not even settled down. Right? They are not settled. And what people want us to do about money is just to stay in that realm of manna. Just, yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Yes. That woman must have been sold to God. It has to be a lifestyle. Yeah. What you do regularly, yeah. what, you, what you volunteer with, what you do, not something you're pushed to do. Yes. Yeah. Because it's possible for you, for him to increase that capacity and yeah. you stay locked up in doing what, what you need to do. It's your choice. Yes. He's given us 
parallel responsibilities and still not want to give back to the God. Yeah. Until it becomes your lifestyle so that it's God who has given you and it's something I have made up my mind to give. To Whether give. or not he gives me, it is his anyway. Yes. Yeah. Then it becomes your own to give. Amen. Not being forced to give. Amen. 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 You know, I, I have this rule of thumb. If you are under pressure to give, you are most likely not giving by faith. Yes. If you are under, yes, sir. I see that, and I understand you want to have the heart of a cheerful giver. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't help but think that if God, God is going, still going to test us, there's still going to be those moments where He wants to challenge us to make us better. At least for me, absolutely. I know. I can think of plenty of occasions where I've been not the gener most generous person and my mom's called me out on it or my dad's called me out on it. And just those moments, just there become moments that have driven who I've become today. Amen. So it's just, Amen. yes, I see that. But at the same time, when you look at it, even just, don't just do it just because it's not hard. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. because it's hard, that's something where that sacrifice will be the growth to who yeah. you will become. Amen. So. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. I was going to get to that too. There's a place of sacrifice, right? There's always a place of sacrifice where, where uh, they said, however, this is the thing about sacrifice, all right? If you are not consistent when you are not supposed to sacrifice, sacrifice becomes very difficult. So you have to, like she said, you have to start as a lifestyle. Start giving your two pennies. Start giving your three dollars. Start giving your two dollars. When, when it's convenient. Because when it's not convenient, if you cannot do it, when it's convenient. It will be difficult for you to do it when it's not convenient. So there is really a place of sacrifice and where God will call you and tell you to sacrifice and, and, and give everything that you can and, 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 you know, go over and beyond, right? Like we saw on Sunday, the, the, the guys at, uh, the, the Christians at Macedonia, right? Where the Bible tells us that they were poor, they had trouble, but they had joy and they wanted to give with joy. Why? Because lifestyle, I mean, their lifestyle, there must have been a consistency in the way they gave. That's why even in the abundance of their poverty, they still sacrificed and said, we are still going to give no matter what you want us, no matter what our situation is and our circumstances. And, because, and that's why I'm driving, that's why I'm listening, uh, this, this teaching, I'm trying to make God the center of this giving. If you, have, if you have looked at everything I've been saying, right? I'm trying to make it in a way that God is at the center of our money. God is at the center of our giving. God is at the center of everything we do when it comes to our finances because he's just as interested in you growing in faith and growing in wisdom as he's interested in you growing in your finances. On Sunday, we're going to see that giving is just as important as love. All right? Generosity is just as important as growing in faith, as growing, you know, uh, whatever the Characters or the gifts of because it's a character. Generosity is a character. It's a fruit of the spirit. It's supposed to be a fruit of the spirit. It's a character, and we need to be able to build those character and develop those characters to a point where you know it just becomes a part of us. It just becomes who you are. It just becomes what you want. To be. You want to give at every time. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I I feel like when you bless others, when you're a, when you are blessed and you bless others. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a blessing to them. And it also, the word says in Proverbs 10.22, the blessing 
The blessings of the Lord make a man rich, and it adds no sorrow. And I, re I, re I remember just a couple of days ago, a couple of people had blessed me, and I felt so the Spirit of God just came over me, and that scripture came to me, and I just began to text them out that scripture and tell them that God's getting ready to bless them. Just because you blessed yeah, a woman yeah, of God, yeah, you blessed yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to bless you. Amen. Amen. So. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. What is he talking about? God always increases capacity. Right? Even if you don't receive, even if you don't get cash back directly, God increases your capacity to be able to do more. He increases your capacity to be able to give more, to be able to make more, to be able to handle more and do more with what you know, he, has, uh, he has given you. So, um, I just, I just want us to get to that place to know that, you know, giving, it's, it's a character. Be a steward of God's resource. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit that we need to develop. All right. So, uh, this one says, uh, so definition of stewardship. It is a responsibility entrusted to a person over the property or affairs of another person. Another word for it is manager. So we are all managers. We are managing God's resources. So whatever it is that you have received, you know, whatever it is that you have, whatever it is that God has given to you, or whatever it is that you possess right now, I want you to know that it is a trust. You are holding it in trust. God is giving you as a trust for you to be able to manage, it, manage his resources properly. And until we get to this point where we're to manage God's resources properly, then uh, it's going to affect a lot of things. It's going to affect us, even our personal growth. Because I can guarantee you, most marriages, most marriages that fail, if you look at it, there's a money mix in there. And, and, and here's the thing. You, sometimes we think that it's only because of a lack of money. No, it's not. sometimes not because of a lack of money. All right? Sometimes because of, there's too much money. Yeah. Yeah. So marriages that fail, you know, it's sometimes it's because there's too much money there and they, they, it's not managed properly. And then, you know, trouble starts. Sometimes because there's no money at all. And God doesn't want us to be in there. God wants us to have and be able to manage. Most of the troubles of people in the world, most of the troubles of people in the world is money. Right? Money has, money, money has a lot of problems. But, you see, somebody that does not understand that he's a steward of God's money. He will not be able to manage the money properly. He will just do whatever he wants. Just do whatever he likes. You know, I was, you know, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to somebody this uh, evening. I, okay, let me just say, I, because I, I don't want it to be like repetitive and all of that. I like talking to my sons. I talk to them a lot. We, we talk a lot. And what I like talking to them is, you know, I talk to them about life. All right? Do we do Bible studies? Yes. But most Mostly what I enjoy most is not even, you know, the time of Bible study where, you know, I'll sit down, I'll tell you this verse. But I, 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 like, I like to talk to them about real life situation using scriptures. Every time, every, everything is a teachable moment. Every, every situation I get is a teachable moment. And that's where we talk about scripture. And so it makes it real for them. It makes, it makes you know, they get it better than when we sit down in the morning and we start talking about, oh, you know, God said this. God said this. I wanted to memorize 10 scriptures and this thing. Because it's not really, it's not really... It's not alive to them. 
All right. So I use every situation. So we're talking today, and you know, we're talking about uh, we're talking about uh, somebody. You know, he had some money. One of my sons had some money, and and he just went and uh, he bought some things. Just bought some. <laughs> just bought some things. And what he bought was a weakness of mine. I like shoes a lot. If you if you know me, you know that I, I like shoes. I you know I pay for shoes and. But you see, I have gotten to a place now where I know that those things are not, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not managing God's resources with the way I'm doing it. Very well, yeah, yeah. So when he got this shoe, and, he's, uh, and I asked him, why do you need another shoe? When he wanted to buy it, I didn't see anything. I just wanted it because I wanted it to be a teachable moment. Why did you buy this shoe? Oh, I, this is Nike. And this, but you have a Nike. Why do you need another one? A different color. It's a new edition. It's a. So I, I took him to my I took him to my closet. I took him to my closet where my shoes are, and I you see all these things. You see, yeah. You see, you see all these things. There are some of them I've not worn in years. I've not worn them in years. What are they doing? I hope you're not following the same track I'm following now. <laughs> What's it? <laughs> you, see, you, you see what I mean? So, because, you know, a lot of times when you do those things, you don't know that, you know, you don't know that you are wasting money. You don't know what you have. You don't know. So, when I said some people have three shoes, you know, on Sunday, three red shoes, and you don't know you have, I was actually talking to myself. Because, because there are sometimes... I think, oh, I go somewhere and I see these things and I don't even, I can't even remember that I have it in my closet and I'll just buy one more. And then I'll use it and use it and use it and later on I'll discover, oh my God, wow. So I have this thing, I really didn't need this. You know why? Because I'm not taking enough stock of that. I'm not being a good steward. I'm not being a faithful steward of, of what God has given to me. And, and, and yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Because sometimes we forget that as adults we are modeling for our children. Exactly. If you're doing or saving something and they're not seeing what you're preaching, seeing you act out what yeah. you're preaching, yeah. and you want them to follow what you're saying rather than what you're doing, doing. it becomes an issue. You really like what yeah, you're exactly. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. Then it makes it does zip up your mind. Yes. Well, what are you going to say? Yes, now? you're right. You're right. The, the bottom line of it is the fact that whatever it is, now we're talking about stewardship. Mm. But whatever topic we are looking at, as adults, as parents, we are modeling for our children. Yeah. Model stewardship. Because when they are in the real world, yes. And as as our children. Christian parents, yes. they want to see and make sure that what they have learned is what they are really living out. You're right. You're right. You're right. Just to add to what you just said, you know, there, there are so many things that we think are generational demons, right? You think you are dealing with the <laughs> things. Yeah, but that's not true. 
right? It's, it's not true. It's what we have modeled. Yeah. Your grave mother, your grandmother modeled it. Your mother modeled it. You're modeling it. And then you're wondering why your children are, 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 are this thing. So a lot, some of the things that we say are, you know, are demons, you know, family demons, generational demons, and all that. They are not. It's just what they have learned, what they have seen. And children are more visual than they're auditory, right? So they don't, they don't hear you as much as they see you. And it's what they see that they are going to end up doing, right? So if we're talking about stewardship, you're talking about money, most, if you look at most people, most people, right, they, they, either, they either do exactly, or they relate with money exactly how they saw, it, how they saw their parents relating to money, or they do the complete opposite. They are never in between, for the most part. You know why? You look at it and you're like, oh, okay, because my parents didn't manage money well, I suffered. So I'm going to, do, I'm going to go to the complete opposite side. All right? Why some other people will say, okay, that's all I see. That's all I know. That's what I do. And, and both sides are not even good. You have to come to a place where you understand what money is and live it the way God wants you to live it. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, want, yes. You know, they didn't have yeah, it yeah. when you had yeah. so much. Yes. And then yes. you gotta learn how to eliminate yeah. something. You're right. But a lot of it is from like when they're growing up yeah. and some some of them didn't have yeah. or you know, some had too much. Yes, you're right. You're right, you're right. I, I remember the problem I have with shoes. I, I know when my problem started with shoes. I can I mean I I know when it started. I know when my problem started with shoes. And it was that uh, I had issues at home, you know. I had issues as a young person at home, so I had, to, I had to leave home. I left home very early. So I left home and was fending for myself. And fending for myself meant that I had to, you know, I had to take care of myself. Everything I got was have to, you know, have to come from me. And um, uh, so a lot of things that I did in fact, going, you know, paying for school fees, doing, you know, it, sometimes I'm surprised at myself that I was able to do a lot of things that I, I did, you know, because of the issues I, I, you know, I had at home and my parents stopped supporting me. You know, both parents just stopped supporting me. And, and I remember that uh, I had to use one shoe until that thing was eating underneath. It had a hole. I used it until, because I couldn't afford it. I was by myself. I was a student in school. Uh, it was not like, you know, you could just walk to the street and just get a job and all of that. But I did a lot of jobs, you know, like landscaping those days. I would go to some, you know, all those high bro areas with a friend of mine. And I was a student. So we'd go to these high bro areas and, you know, we'd go and, you know, go do, you know, these manual labels and all of that. And, I was able, and that's the way I was able to sustain myself and paid for school. Because by the time I had the issue with my parents, I just told myself that, you know, not, not completing school is not going to be my own story. I'm going to complete it one way or the other. And I lived in a society where it's not like you can just get loans, you know, <laughs> you can get student loans. It has to come from your pocket directly. So I did that. And I will tell you the problem I had with shoes that, that time started from church, right? So we went for a program. I went, I went for a program that time. <laughs> and you know, those, all those overzealous pastors and, and this thing, and they said, you know, uh, everybody kneel down. God said you should kneel down. And, you know, if you kneel down, you have to do like. <laughs> If you nail down, you had to do this. You know, and my shoe had holes in them. You get what I'm saying? So, and what happened was, 
So I went to the side of the wall and I, and I stooped low like this. You know? And the guy just picked on me. He was like, no, 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 no. God said, kneel down, kneel down. <laughs> and I knelt down, but that, that you know, the shoe, the, the, the shoe faced the wall. You know? <laughs> just not to reveal my secret. And from there, you know, the shame of that, I vowed that if I had money, shoe will never be a problem for me. <laughs> It would never be a problem for me. You see? So, and that's where, you know, I got into, you know, this issue of uh, this thing. Until, you know, God started dealing with me that, you know, come on. That's so many years ago. Yeah. You're a different person. And you're a steward of God's money. You're a steward of God's resources. You cannot just, uh, this thing. So, what am I saying? What am I saying in essence? That to be a good steward, the, the qualification to be a good steward is faithfulness. And to be faithful you see, it is required, the Bible says in uh, 1 Corinthians 4, verse 2, it says it is required for stewards to be faithful. It is required for stewards to be faithful. All right? And to be faithful, to be faithful has to do with a lot of things because, like I said, some of these, some of these attitudes, some of these qualities that we're talking about, they are, they are fruits of the Spirit. They are things of the heart. All right? And... Because they are things of the heart, they don't normally come easy at, at times. They are not things that come easy, right? And that's why, you know, we have, sometimes we have to deal with certain situations in our lives to be faithful. There are certain issues. So when we are not being faithful as God's stewards or managing God's resources properly, it might be some kind of underlining issues. Like me, like I said, it was in the area of shoes, right? There was an underlining issue. There was something that happened that altered the way I thought about things. It altered the way I thought about things, and it affected, to a large extent, my stewardship to the resources that God has given me. And we need to, if there's nothing you take out this tonight and all of that, you might need to go and just check and say, look, is there anything that's hindering me? Go ahead, sir. You, you, I, I like the questions you are, you know, they're the same. Those are some of the things I want to deal with on Sunday. Uh, I don't want to give away all you. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some of the things I want to, finding that balance, finding that area of balance. Because, yes, generosity is very good. Do you understand? Generosity is very good. But like somebody said, if you are going to meet everybody's need, right, you are going to be a Shaddai, right? Your name will turn from, because God is the only El Shaddai. Do you understand? If you want to take the place of God and meet everybody's need, it becomes a Shaddai. You know? So there's a balance between there's a balance between between giving and all of that. There are some people that need to learn. You know, there are some people that need to learn by certain situations and certain circumstances that come into their lives. They need to learn how to do things. That's what Paul was saying. He said, he said, let those who steal, steal no more. But let them do what? Let them learn 
to use their hands. There are some people who don't want to use their hands, who don't know how to use their hands. And sometimes it might take them to be in this state or in this situation of need for them to be able to get to a place where they will say, okay, God, how do I use my hands to be able to get to where we should get to, right? So do we give to everybody? Yes, we should, technically, right? But in, in reality, are we supposed to give to everybody? No. Right? Just one second. So, so for, for instance, for instance, I have a brother I cut off, blood brother, the same mother, the same father. Cut him off. Nothing finance joins us together. Because why? He's an addict. If I, if I keep giving him, I've gotten to a point where if I keep giving him and giving him and giving him, I was encouraging that behavior, that, that, you know, that behavior. And the thing about, the th the thing about if, you are, if you have ever dealt with an addict is that somebody who is an addict, right? The, if, you, if you want to know, it's very easy to know how, you know, how an addict, you know, when an addict is lying. Very easy. Do you know how an addict lies when you know an addict is lying? No. When they open their mouth. Every time an addict opens his mouth, he's lying. Right? So you cannot, in other words, what I'm trying to say is that you cannot believe anything that they say. You understand? And what, wherever that money is, they're always focused on themselves. They are selfish. They, are, they want to just fulfill that, you know, that heat and all of that. And they don't want to go, they don't want to do anything that will help them get out of the situation. All right? So if I keep doing that, because, you know, took him to rehabilitation, he, he ran away. Oh, you know, these guys, you know, they are making me do things that I'm not supposed to be. As if, you are, if you are supposed to be doing, I mean, if you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, you won't be where you are, you are right now. And he won't stay. Because that is not meeting the needs that he wants. And the need is not productive. I mean, in other words, the money you are giving him, you are not a faithful steward because it's not productive. You know what he's going to do with it. You know? He doesn't want to work. Oh, you know, it's, it's work. It's difficult to get work. It's difficult to do this. Okay. The family gathered money together. We gathered money together, gave it to somebody, and told him to just go and meet the guy. And we told the guy, you know, just let him come, give him things to do around, and then at the end of the month, just hand him, you know, just hand him over, just give him something to make sure, to make him feel like he's doing a work. He's working, right? He figured out, <laughs> somehow, <laughs> he figured out that that wasn't the guy paying him. And guess what he did? He went and called the cops that that guy was holding his money. So what, <laughs> so what I'm saying, they are really, really smart. Those guys that are, you know, they're smart, they're selfish, they're liars, and all of that. And the thing, you know, sometimes the thing to just do is just, you know, just, you know, you can't be God. Because you have done all that you can do. You did, tried. You did all of these kind of things. So what I'm trying to say, in essence, is that it's not everybody that you can just give to. It's not every time that you can just give. There's a fine balance between all of that. And I want to, you know, I want to address that on Sunday. You know, who you can give, what you can give, how you give, and who you give, and all of these kind of things are things I want to address on, on Sunday. Yes, sorry. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yes, absolutely. And that's why, we've, like I said, you know, we have made God the center of our, you know, all these things about money. We have tried to make God the center of everything, that God owns everything, right? And if God owns everything, he gives everything, all right? If he gives everything, he deserves everything, all right? And then we keep going down the road like that until, you know, we get to the final point in the fifth, in the fifth week where, you know, we'll have dealt, you know, with uh, some critical area. This, has, you know, this money issue is not something that we can deal with in a, in, in just, you know, a month. It's something that, you know, we have to keep talking about, talking about, because it's really critical. It's important for us to understand money, to know money, to know how it works, to know why we should do it, so that God can help us to be able to, you know, to be, uh, to be good steward of his money, and then to be able to advance his kingdom upon the face of... Yes, sir? Yes. So if you grow up and your parents were good steward of money, now yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, rich, rich, yeah. you tend to be the opposite. Right? Yes. Okay. And the same thing is the opposite if your parents were yeah. like any intellectual, you know yeah. what I mean? So, so now, as a person as well, when you're growing up and you saw how your parents, some of the things that you needed, yeah. you didn't have them. Yeah. Now that you're a dad or a mother, you look at your children, you want to Mm -hmm. That you didn't have, yes. So, how is that tricky? I mean, how is that really feeding into you being a good steward, right? Because you can go to a store, you know, that your child has a pair of shoes, and you yes. see something that you know, oh, this is a good deal on my child, and you get it, and you know, that person, you, you, so you just keep buying this, yeah. thing, or you keep on because you think that you're doing something good for them, yeah, is that. No, no. But let me hear what you want to say. I see you. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, eager to respond to it. My opinion, that is definitely not being a good student. Okay, okay. I think the first thing you need to ask yourself is, am I living through my child? Okay, Am yeah. I feeding yes. my three-year-old self? Yes. Am I feeding my five-year-old Exactly, exactly. Am I, when I buy this shoe or when I buy this extra soccer ball or when I spend $300 on soccer shoes, Am I feeding yes. what I wish yes. I had yes. when I was yes. his age? Yes, yes, yes. So yes. you really need to think, does my child need it? Yeah. Or does, do I want my want child to, to, to need it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I would not buy Pele's shoes yeah. because of this, 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 this. This, this, I know. So really, when you think about it, are you really, does a child really need it? Or are you feeding the need? Or there's a need or something like he said that happened to you earlier, earlier yeah. and you're trying to heal that wound yes. by purchasing yes. this item. Yes. Yes. Now, yes. sometimes you can buy something for your child just to be, but you really have to, if you're honest with yourself, you ask yourself, why am I really buying this? Buying this, yes, yes. We're going to deal with that in total. Like some of the, you said what? Yeah, he, 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 yeah he, here's, here's my, here's, here's, one second, please. Here's what, you see, parents, if we don't take time, if we don't, like she said, parents, if parents don't take time, right, or if we're not careful, let me not say time now, if, we, if we're not careful, we live vicariously to our children, right? We tend to live, we tend to live the lives that we want to live, all right? Okay, we tend to live the lives that we want to live through our children, I do admissions, I do college admissions, and all of that. Some of the things I see is parents who desire to do medicine, 
and the thing didn't work out for them. They want to force their children to do medicine and they live through their children. You, you understand what I'm saying now? And that's the same thing with money. That's the same thing with needs, what they have and all of that. The thing is, you see, the, the, the thing about spending, which we're going to deal with, I'm going to get to that point of spending too. That will be the last topic that I'm going to deal with. Spend. How do we use our money? Right? We need to understand how we use our money. And the key word for spending, how you spend your money, whether you're spending it on yourself, you're spending it on your children, you're spending it on your household, you're spending it on whoever, the key word that has to be there, you know, of spending is called moderation. That's the key word for spending. If moderation is not there, you know, that should be your, that should, that should be, you know, moderation is true enough for spending. God's way. If you are going to spend money God's way and moderation is not your true not, right? right? You are going to, you are just going to waste money. Right. right? Because sometimes a lot of things that we think are needs are really not needs. Right? right? They don't, you know, they don't need them. We don't need them. And that's why, you know, we have so many things in our homes and in our houses that we're not using. So in the first place, you really don't need them. But you think you need them because of either, yeah, Lee. We're, we're, we're almost out of time. Oh, we're out of time. I see we're almost out of time. <laughs> but. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting he brought that up because I'm kind of like the opposite person. How, how? I'm a very, and I admit it, I'm a very stingy person. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to money, I'm tight with money. You're like, tight. <laughs> like, like, literally, it's, and I don't know, and I think that some of it is fear-based. Okay. The reason why I okay. say that is because I grew up very poor. Okay. Okay. I didn't have a lot of money growing up. Yeah, yeah. So for me, to let go of the money that I had, <laughs> <laughs> you know, tithe, you know, I don't, offerings, I'm great with that. And yeah. that came out of, of the fact that I had always made a promise to God okay. that you give me a job. Yeah. You know, that was 10%, whatever is yours. Yeah. I have never had a problem with giving. Yeah. But when it comes to just giving to just regular people, yeah. Somebody says, "Yo, let me hold up. Let me hold five dollars." It's a struggle for me. It's a struggle. So just so I'm the opposite. Y'all pray for me. It's a, it's a work in progress. You, you have grace. Huh? <laughs> you know, yes. Any other person after Mr. Manzi? Any other person? Any other person? Okay. <laughs> Yes. He said, if one thing is the Lord's, yes. and if we're managing it, then whether we buy something expensive or inexpensive for our children or whatever, we still have to come back and go and give account to God. To God, exactly. So you exactly. got to say, have I used this money wisely? Right. Have I used it? Has that discernment to know? Yeah. Is it proper for me to give this money to this person? Does he really need Yeah, yeah. And I meet a lot of yeah. relatives who come and see, I, I see the dollar, I have a tree. Don't you have a tree, know? dollar tree. Well, there's dollar tree out there. You brought us here yesterday. I have a lot of work to do in my mother's house. Mm. So if you're ready to do it, I have to clean that room. Exactly, I have to clean that room. exactly. Well, let me go and say, sorry. Sorry. The man is here. Do the job and I'll, I'll give you something. And he walks away and yeah. he never comes back. Yeah. Yes. I know the people that give money to, yeah. but I know those who really need it. In mm -hmm. fact, to be honest, when I go home, I give in my 
money, whatever money I have in my system. So use your discretion and look for the ones in the family who really need mm. it. Because I'm not there with them. Yeah. So she knows those within the family of the family members who really need mm. the money. So she gave this one you know, what five thousand or ten thousand, whatever it is. So they don't even come to me. Yeah. I stay in the background. So they don't bother me, they don't, and when they come near me, I say, can we do that one? If they hands off, I don't want to touch it. I say, I won't. Yes, right. And I right. get it. Yes. So you don't yeah. want to do it, you don't get it. You don't get it. it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. So I don't have an issue with, with that. With that. If okay. they want, and I tell them, look, God sent that reminder. If he had wanted you, he wanted it his own way or yeah. your way, he would have put that in the plate for you. You're right. Mouth, yeah. But he didn't. He didn't. You still he have said to go out. Go out every day to go and yes. bring it out. Yes. Not just every day. You have to bring it to inside and put it on your plate. Your plate. So yep. you have a good role to play. Yeah. Yeah. You don't expect God to do everything. everything. You don't expect everybody to do everything. For you. You're right. There's a role anybody, any responsible person has to do. Exactly. But you have your own to play. Yeah. And if you don't want to play it, then it's, it's on you. You're right. Okay. Lastly. Lastly, 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 and then we'll pray and go. Sorry, I'm going over time. So That's okay. That what is always, always important to me, like in last week, is how, what I am learning, because I'm really concerned, and I don't want to stay worried about my children, and because I'm not going to be here yeah. all my life. My yes. is my home. I'm going to go one yes. day. But the children I'm going to leave behind, and I don't know when I'm going to go. Yeah. So I, I'm always interested in what I am learning, how do I translate it to your children? To yes. How do I translate this stewardship to my three-year-old yes. so that they can start learning this? Because um, the Bible says that we should teach, teach the children exactly. the right practices. Uh-huh. So it's always important to me that as I'm getting it, I will you are sh- showing them. Okay. As young as they are, yes. because some of us have young kids, yes. we shouldn't wait and say, oh, it's not yet time for them to understand Absolutely. the message of Absolutely. how to walk in. Yes. So I always want you to also give me examples okay. of how I okay. can go home and okay. teach them okay. this worship that okay. you are teaching me okay. and how I can translate Okay, it. okay. I'll just give you, it's, it's, it's very simple, right? My, number one, there are so many money advice there and all of that on how to deal with children that I don't believe in. For instance, now you may believe in it, but I don't believe in it. You know, when children do chores, you, you know, you give them money. I don't believe in that. The reason I don't believe in that is because they eat for free. They breathe my air for free. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying now? So I'm not going to motivate you by giving you money to do a chore. It's your contribution to the house. And I teach them that I told them from the beginning. That's your contribution. That's what you have to do. You, everybody, everybody has to lift some weight. And so you lifting some weight is going to be part of your responsibility. It's part of your contribution to our house. We're a family. And families come together. So I'm not going to pay you to do what, just like you do. You're not paying me to do what I need to do. All right? However, when they, whenever they make money, I've come to teach them that whenever they make money, we open an account for them immediately. So they've had an account from when they were children. Right? And say somebody comes to the house and gives them $10, you cannot just go and spend the $10 on candy. You have to figure out how to take it to the account. All right? So we created an account from them since, since when they were young. And we told them, there has to be a portion of what you give. Everything you get is never yours. Oh, why is it not mine? Why is it not this? I mean, he gave it to me, but 
you are not the guy. Did you force the guy to give it to you? Did you walk the work that the guy walked to give you the money? He said, no, so technically it's not really your money. Moreover, the guy even gave it to you because he knew me. All right? <laughs> it's not because he knows you. So technically, it's not your money, it's my money. But I'm just giving it to you. To <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying now? And, and we have these conversations. We, we have these conversations every time. Since my children were, you know, I mean, let me, full disclosure, I've never hidden anything from my children. We have all kinds of conversations. We have, in fact, this week I was, you know, if I tell you the funny story we were talking this week, you'll be surprised. I, was, I, have, I talk everything to them. And my life is very open <laughs> to my children. So, what, what do we do? Sometimes when, when we go to the mall, right, we want to buy a shoe. Oh, this is a shoe I want to buy. I'm not going to tell them, buy it or don't buy it. This is clothes I want to buy. I'm not going to tell them, buy it or don't buy it. I'm not going to tell them. You know what I do? I give them a budget. I tell them, this is what I can afford. Right? Whatever you can do. Since they were small, they were in elementary school when they started buying things for themselves. Right? When they were like five, uh, fifth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, and all of that, I'll give them, this is the budget. This is what I can afford. I went, there was a time when these uh, shoes were, there was these shoes that didn't have heels, these sneakers that didn't have heels. They looked like foot. What do you call it? He is, yes, he didn't have this thing. So my son wanted it like crazy. So I told him, I gave him a budget. When I told him the budget, it would not, the budget was not going to be okay. It was not going to be okay for it. it was, and, and I made it in a way that it was remaining $5. What I was going to pay was remaining $5. When we got to the store, he cried. He begged. He rolled on the floor. I would do anything you want me to do if I can just get this in. And I'm like, I'm on a budget. I don't have, you know, I don't have that extra $5 to do. You understand? At the end of the day, he got something else. Down, but not what he wanted. But down the road, and I was telling him, did you die when you didn't get that thing? He said, no. Now, but something happened. Because he really, really wanted that, that, uh, this thing. They told him to, roll, to write an essay. And he wrote about how difficult that thing was for him. <laughs> yeah, so he learned something. And guess what? Now, this, I'm telling you a true life story. He wrote about how difficult the thing is to him and how he felt when he didn't get it because, you know, his parents could not afford it. That's what he said. And it says, okay, wow, this thing, we can send it to the company that produces the shoe. And you cannot believe what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, <laughs> God, honest truth. They sent that essay to the company. The company responded to him and sent some things. They did not give him the shoe, but they sent some other materials for his class and distributed it to all the kids there. So... So what I'm, saying, what I'm saying is that these are the kind of things that you can teach your children from, from, from scratch. It's, it's a practical thing. Help them to know that they're, they're, you know, it's, it's a stewardship thing. It's not, this, this thing, are we going to live here today? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, my... 
yeah. To, to do it, yeah. Yeah, he won't break it again. He would. So, so those are practical ways you can really teach your children. You can really teach them practically. And the earlier you start, the better. Do you understand? The earlier, especially with money. Because if they don't understand money, they're not going to understand society. I will tell you, I'll tell you one of the things. Maybe because I have, I have a background in finance. All right? When I came, the first time I came to America, when I came to America, the very first thing I did, before anything, before I looked for a job, before I did this, I went to H&R Block. They were doing this one-month course at the time. And I, I went there to do taxes because I wanted to understand the American money system. I, I went there. That was the first thing I did when I came. I just looked at it. Look at it. How, do I, how best do I understand the system here? Because every, every, every society has a different system. Yes. How do I understand the money system here? H&R Block. I went to H&R Block. I never worked with it. I never did anything. I didn't join H&R Block. I just wanted to know what the finance. Because I just saw the thing. I went to Kroger and I saw it. Oh, one month you know, crash course on this thing, and I went to H&R Block and I did, and I took the course. It cost me some money, but at least I understood the way, I understood the money system, the way the system works, how money is being, you know, interpreted. Anyway, let's, it's a good conversation, let's, 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 let's close. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you for today. Thank you for helping us to be able to understand what money is, and uh, further from where we are. We thank you because you help us to be good stewards of your money. You help us to be faithful stewards, stewards of your money. And you help us to be able to communicate and teach it to our children. Father, we thank you because of what you have done. Thank you because as we grow in the way we manage your money and your resource, you help us, oh God, to be able to live beyond lack and above needs and above the pressures that the, a lack of understanding of money brings across our way. Father, we bless you and we give you praise. Tonight, as we go, we we'll just ask you to be uh, that rock of Jehovah that protects us, that guides us, and that keeps us, O oh God. Father, we just want to thank you that the things that are happening in the world will not be a portion in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We praise your holy name. Thank you for every one member here. We pray for protection over them too also in the name of Jesus. That as they go around their daily businesses, they will not be a casualty to the things that are wrong with society. We bless you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's say surely. His goodness and his mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.